Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's good to have you on board here on a Wednesday morning. We are live in Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. The show is brought to you by DraftKings. Starting this hour, talking some National Football League, the Detroit Lions, and the NFC title game as Ben Raven joins the program now. He's a beat writer for the Lions and co-host on the Dungeon of Doom podcast. Ben, thanks for the time today. How you doing? new territory for me. I'm used to being in the off season three weeks by now, but you know, loving it, loving it. Different, <laughs> yeah. different type of world. <laughs> yeah. Now this has got to be a totally different animal, right? I mean, Michigan just won the national title. The Tigers have, you know, they won the American League twice going back about 20 years. The Pistons have a championship in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. The Red Wings were a machine. Does anything even come close to compa- uh, comparing to this? No, no, absolutely not. And it's, it's kind of what we all know because like in the early 2010s when the Tigers were perennial contenders in the AL, it was like, yeah, they had the support, ton of sell, sellouts, but nothing like this because Lions fans have dominated on the road this year. They've sold out every home game and then some this year in the last two weeks at Ford Field for playoff wins, the first in 30 plus years and the, the first multiple playoff win season for the Lions of the Super Bowl era. Uh, I've never experienced anything like it. I mean, uh, it's just that atmosphere in Detroit has been just unbelievable. And I didn't think it had another level to hit. And then there we had it. <laughs> if they win Sunday night, the whole state, you just say everybody has off the next day. Go ahead, take it off. It's, an, it's a state holiday here. So overall, I think, and I've been saying this since Monday, right? They do get a little pass happy but they're also loaded at running back. And if they watched, and no doubt they did at this point, watch what Aaron Jones was able to do on the ground against the 49ers and other running backs this year, you can run on this 49ers defense that was established again. Is that the game plan you think going into this game? It's going to be a heavy dose of uh, Montgomery and Gibbs out of the backfield? Yeah, that, that is only what I'm expecting based on what San Francisco has shown and how you can beat that defense this year. And also like, at the core of Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, they do want to run the ball. I mean, they really want to run the ball, and it's it's been a little surprising to see them get away from it at times. But, you know, the running game hasn't been its efficient, well-oiled machine self these last three or four weeks here. But uh, they really need to get back to it because, I mean, I think you saw what Jameer Gibbs is capable of, and we we already know what David Montgomery is capable of. I mean, he has an ability to grind defenses down. And just, I mean, if the Lions can get an early lead, even if they don't get an early lead, I fully expect – those two to be the focal point of the, the, the offense. And then, I mean, you look at the Niners 
a little weak on third down too, not as strong in, in that regard as they are in other areas. And I mean, that's where Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown come in handy, but yeah, run, 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 and find the sun God should be the plan right there. And if they have success, that really sets up the passing attack and you can get Goff uh, on the move. Do you then expect big things from Laporta and would, would Ertz be involved in the game plan? Yeah, the, the, I'll, I'll touch on the Ertz part first just because the Lions are banged up. I mean, Brock Wright was in a pretty massive sling and cast after the game Sunday. James Mitchell, their, their other tight end that's been on the main roster all year, just had hand surgery like a week and a half ago and Laporta's two weeks removed from having his bent, his knee bent in the yep. wrong direction. So I do think there is a chance. I mean, Zach Ertz, I mean, we know what he's about. He's a pro. He knows the game. And guess what? He played two seasons for Steve Hyden, the Lions tight ends coach out in Arizona. So there's familiarity there. If he shows up in the shape that you expect him to show up in, I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't elevate him. I mean, unless you're just putting him on your practice squad to make sure nobody else can get him. But I, I, I don't think that they're – I don't think that they're aiming like that. But, yeah, it's going to be a big Sam Laporta game. And if you can get Ertz out there, man, I mean, third down, play action. If you can run the ball the way they want to run the ball, they might be able to hit this defense on third down with those play action looks because, I mean, golf has been – that offensive line and golf have been on the same page, and they've been mm-hmm. thriving at a hard level the last couple of weeks. And this team is dangerous when the offensive line is playing that way. But, I mean, let, let's just go back to it, the running game. The running game mm-hmm. is going to be how they win this game. That that that's That is – they have to win this game 100 they can't sit back and drop back against these guys so you were you were stunned how loud it was and that the fans found another level to go to in the tampa game and even on big third downs you, you, you was so loud and off the charts so we know about dome teams now going on the road and even in the elements they played one game outside in the last three months they lost at chicago they were run out in baltimore could that be a factor here with the Lions going on the road and maybe there's a little rain or it's it's 40, 50 degrees? What do you think? You know, maybe, maybe. Uh, the Chicago game definitely lends one to think that way. But I'll just, I mean, the Baltimore game was just a complete butt whip and it had nothing to do inside, outside. That game would have gone that way. But, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because it's a team that doesn't kick a ton of field goals. It's a team that probably – punts less than a lot of other teams. So, I mean, I, you really do have to work with a wet ball this week and stuff like that just to be ready for it because I think this is only going to be the third or fourth outdoor game of the season, something ridiculous like that. Because I remember back in that week four game, leaving Lambeau, it's like, oh, my God, we're only outside like once or twice the rest of the season. So it's uh, hmm. it's definitely something to look at. And, I mean, it's hard to practice outdoors <laughs> here this time of year because we got about – five inches of snow, two inches of ice, and it's freezing out. So uh, it's, it's definitely something to watch. If it gets wet, if it gets windy, that's definitely something to watch because they just they haven't been subject to that at all this year. But that's where that running game comes in handy, hopefully. Yep, it's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Ben Raven, Lions re- uh, beat reporter. His podcast is called the Dungeon of Doom podcast. Okay, so... It's been well documented that leading receivers have been torching the Lions going all the way back to like week 10. It happens every single week. Happened again last week. Happened in the wild card round against Tapuka Nakua and the Rams. How big overall is this Debo Samuel injury? Assuming he plays here for a second, but he's going to be compromised. The game plan here, I mean, would it be to double team Ayuk? Um, what do you think they're going to, their approach is going to be to this 49ers offense that has just weapons oozing on the field every time they take it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could see them finding ways to double IU in certain situations, but the second you do that, you got to worry about McCaffrey flanking out of the backfield. You got to worry about George Kittle. But yeah, like you said, I mean, the Debo thing could be big because that changes how San Francisco plays offense, and that obviously takes away one guy that the Lions have to devote a ton of resources to. But yeah, it's uh the outside cornerbacks have been a liability. I mean, it's, uh, I said it last week. I was like, if your hypothetical mock draft doesn't have three cornerbacks on the Lions list, then you're rip it up and go home because that is seriously where they're the weakest. I, I'm curious to see how they do it too, because they can't lend too many linebacker and safety support when you got guys like Kittle and McCaffrey cutting down the middle or going out into the flats. But yeah, I do think you could see a little Justin Jefferson, CD lamb treatment for IUK, especially if Debo's beat up, but. Yeah, uh, they, they, they haven't doubled guys a ton this year. They, they're still playing aggressive at the line of scrimmage. They're getting up and pressing as much as they can. But, yeah, the outside corners are a massive liability for the Lions right now. And, I mean, they, they have to find ways to get 
they have to find ways to take away those outside guys, and then they better hope their linebackers and safeties are on their P's and Q's with McCaffrey and Kittle because it's uh, they haven't faced a team like this. I mean, since since Baltimore, and I think we all saw yep. that one. Now, on the flip side, the defense has been elite at slowing down running backs this year. Um, last week, I was a bit surprised by the success the Buccaneers were having with Rashad White. Did that surprise you? And then, you know, it's not easy to slow down McCaffrey at all, but what are you expecting here with this guy on the ground against that Lions defense? Yeah, the Rashad White thing did surprise me because I think in my game prediction, my first sentence was there's no way the Buccaneers are going to be able to run on this Lions defense. Yeah. And then, I mean, that was um, that was 70% of their offense for the first 35 minutes of the game. But it's going to be tough because that offensive line's no joke in San Francisco. And obviously McCaffrey's a different beast. But, like, that is one area where, like, the Lions these last couple of weeks, I mean, we talk about them getting torched by the star wide receivers. I mean, they've really kind of limited the scoring. I mean, the Rams game holding the Rams to three field goals from inside the 10 yard line. You know, they were pretty solid against the Bucks until Mike Evans started going off in the fourth quarter there. But yeah, it's, uh, that's the one area that's strength on strength for sure. So it's, it's a Liam McNeil's a couple weeks removed from coming back to that knee injury. Aiden Hutchinson's playing on a different level right now. And I, I, I do feel confident in the Lions being able to at least, Bottle McCaffrey. Now that said, he still might go for 80, 90, 100 yards, but mm-hmm. the linebackers, Jack Campbell, he's playing better. Alex Anzalone is just a revelation. And I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes are two rock solid pieces, but this defense really is built to stop the run. So if they can take that away, make Brock Purdy beat them, that's, that's another recipe to success right there. I, I have a hard time seeing them completely shut down McCaffrey, but this is one of the best run defenses in the league, no doubt. And uh, that's been the strength of that unit all year. Two minutes, Ben. How about special teams? Your level of confidence if Money Badger has to make a kick and the issue San Francisco had last week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would just say this. They, they've got the best punter in the game of Jack Fox. They've had, they've had to replace Khalif Raymond at punt returner, and that's been a giant question mark too. But yeah, the, the Money Badger, that's tough just because they haven't counted on him much this year. I mean, he did hit the 54-yarder in the playoffs. That was the longest made field goal in the Dan Campbell tenure in Detroit in all three years. So it's just, yeah, exactly. They don't go there much. I mean, they've cycled through eight, nine, ten kickers since they let Matt Prater walk. So I have, I, the money badger is probably the kicker I have the most confidence in, but the confidence the Lions kicking game is probably a solid four and a half out of ten, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Wow. It's yeah. definitely outside. Yeah, well, yeah, we, it's just something they haven't done. Yeah, we know this, Ben. Dan Campbell's not going to be conservative. If he, have a, if he has a chance to go for it several times on fourth and short, maybe even fourth and medium, he's going to do that more so than probably he did in the regular season. Uh, quickly here, uh, final prediction for the game would be who and what? What kind of score? I think the 49ers are going to win. I think they'll cover the spread, and I think it'll be an under. I do think the 49ers win something like 24 to 10, 24-14, something like that. I, I do think that they're going to be able to slow down the Lions. I, I, I've said it all year. This Lions can go to the NFC title game, but if they run into that one team, if they run into the 49ers on the road, mm. that's where I feel like it ends. So there's no shame in that. Nope. You know, they're, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. I don't think they're going to get blown out, but uh, I just there's nothing in my logical mind that keeps them get past that title game. Great job as always. You can read Ben at MLive.com, podcast called Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, Ben. We appreciate it. Right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we'll recap last night's betting action with win, lose, and tell you how one seeds have done in this round going back the last 10 years next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Last night, wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. All tickets cash the same. It doesn't matter. Peterborough United, they're in League One. They played yesterday. It wasn't a league game. They played Crowley. They won 2-1. 19 of the last 21 matches have gone over two and a half goals. They're back at it Saturday against Lincoln City. Over two and a half is minus 105 at DraftKings. Keep it going, Peterborough. Northampton Town, plus 290. Look at all these. Uh, Barnsley, plus 230. Exeter City, plus 360. Reading, 3-1. to one. Mansfield Town, Sutton United, draw, plus 420. That's League 2. Salford City, draw, plus 310. To hockey, the Edmonton Oilers do it again. 14 wins in a row. Eight unders in a row. They're the seventh team to win 14 in a row. The record is 17 by the Lemieux Penguins in the early 90s. Guess what? They could tie the record out here. If the, with the schedule setting up that way, they play Vegas February 6th. That would be 17 in a row because we got the All-Star break coming up. Skinner is 18-2 and two in his last 20. 12 games in a row, the Oilers have allowed two goal, two or fewer goals. Oh. This is wild. Oh, forget, forget about the Jets. That, re- that record stunk. Yeah, That's nothing compared it. to the Oilers. Yeah, two? What a, what, a, what, a, what a turnaround here. I mean, to your point about Tell what you. can happen when Hello, you're... Hello, Doc Rivers. Oh, wow. Wow, this is... I don't Get know out of the Bucks way. Yeah. This is incredible what Edmonton's doing. Remarkable. Great job. Ottawa, goal in the first 10 on the road. Yes, 17 of 19. Third period overs. Dallas, 13 of 14. Ottawa, 18 of 20. Sharks won again. They were plus 280 and beat the Rangers. NBA, Nuggets, Pacers under. 241 and a half down to 237 and a half. That was a wild basketball game last night. Clippers from six up to nine and a half. No LeBron, no problem. They won the concovered. Thunder Blazers, 237 and a half, down to 233 and a half. More on that coming up. The Knicks are now, before last night, were 18 and 0 against teams under 500. The Jazz lost, so they have a losing record now, but keep that in mind as the Knicks somehow covered that game and we had another winner on the TNT pregame uh, with the under. Wisconsin, Minnesota under, 145 down to 139. Texas, Oklahoma under, 146 down to 142. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Be part of the team. Love this on X, house porn. The house in the jungle. What do you think? I'm in. Uh, yeah, not no bad. brainer. You're in the middle of nowhere. Good. I don't want any neighbors. <laughs> it is. I, I, it's beautiful. Little waterfall, lake. You're surrounded by the trees. I appreciate yeah. a nice uh, architecture like that. That is. That is impressive. In the middle of nowhere. Okay, let's stick with that theme. How about this one? I'll take that one instead. That is also impressive. That's an Art Vandalay special. I mean, that is. That's really in the jungle. We've got a water. Is that a waterfall over there, too? I think it's got to be I mean, three, that, three waterfalls on the wall right there, the way it looks. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's a great sight on X. That is nuts. Okay. What do we have here? Luke's got some info on this, too. We got, we're got we going to the Strip. And, and is it the Mercedes G-Wagon? Oh, mom. These debuted at CES earlier this month here in Las Vegas. And they're out on the Strip doing these 360s. Yeah. They're not. Look at the turn. That's not even a donut that you're whipping. I mean, that's just like... 
It's part of the, it's one of the features, I think. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Price, oh. 200, 225000 when it comes to guessing prices on cars, if my life is on the line. No good. Give, give, don't give me one bullet. Give me two. <laughs> End it, because I have. I'm going to say. I'll, I'll, I think you're in the ballpark. I'll say okay. two hundred fifty thousand. One sixty, huh? All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you never know. Look that, at that. They just took over the strip. That is that. That's astonishing. Right there. Sure. Okay. And then uh, look at this. Let's go to the Aria. The guys, the guys in the back room playing poker, high limit poker. Texas snow, uh, and his dog's there, and he's eating food. Right, the dog's coming up there with the snack on the table. Well, Got the dog in. Okay, right. It's like Teddy K- KGB. Go. If the dog like tips over the plate there, then it's like that's the tell. Yeah, that's right. But he's eating the Oreo, so you know he's <laughs> got uh, the nuts. That is great. That is excellent. Lose some Fountain Blue. They just opened. Uh, for the fourth time, an executive has either fired or, or quit. And the Nacho thing, Nacho Gate, which we played yesterday, 1.5 million views. The nachos for $24 that took an hour and they're only six chips. <laughs> I mean, this is a disaster for Fountain Blue. Also, Kentucky. Kentucky, we are who we thought you were. Bad loss. Come on. Yeah, they couldn't. I mean, the one night they could not shoot the basketball straight at all. Last night, not a good performance. Although South Carolina is good. Yeah, 16 and 3 now. Yeah. Um, they're a tournament team as of this point, I would think. I mean, especially after last night's win. One other concern, and uh, the first half did get there with South Carolina, by the way, and plus threes were available. The other concern, other than the defense for Kentucky, is going to be you have to rely on Calipari to figure out rotations for this team. I don't like their chances with that. All right. And one more, you know, the talking heads, Michael Will Bond, the anti-analytics people. It, it's just nuts the last couple of days. You can't pick and choose and just play the results with it. I'm referring to Tampa Bay going for two. You don't bring up when Green Bay does it, it works, and it's the reason they win the game. And when the Titans did it Monday night in Miami, they go for two, cut it to six, win the game as a result. Every time something like that fails, they just, what are you doing? Analytics, out of control, momentum, all this crap they're bringing. It's just nauseating. How many times have I heard the word momentum in the last five days? Oh, my God. Because if you don't get it, it kills your moment. What are you talking about? I, I don't know, man. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Get your first year for $199. Promo code FTM. Check out our brand new website, the Daily Best Bets leaderboard. FTM is the code. A full year for $199. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Good job, guys. We even have more on the Oilers. They're the first team in history to allow two or fewer goals in 12 consecutive games while winning all 12. And Skinner broke Grant Fuhr's record for consecutive wins. That's another one. I mean, this you asked me earlier, they're like 13 points back, but they have four or five games in hand on Vancouver mm-hmm. by the way they're playing. I mean, this is, and definitely the, the record is in reach here with the Pittsburgh Penguins in 92-93. Yep. Uh, upset, by the way. It's over with. Just ended moments ago at the Australian Open. Zverev over Alcaraz. And we figure that Alcaraz, I didn't see it before the match started, but what, in the $5 range probably? That's what Luke said. As the favorite. So he goes down there. And now the semis are set. He's going to get Medvedev. That guy doesn't get enough credit. How good is Medvedev? Always He's like always in around. the mix. He's always in the mix. I thought based on the schedule, eh. I was hoping that we would get uh, Joker and Sinner tomorrow live when we're on the air. That's not going to happen. I thought it was happening. Not, not, it's not, after, isn't it after Coco? It's a night night match here. Okay. How about Coco, a, a big dog? Yeah, yeah, right. Sebalenka's minus $2. I believe that, did Nigel say that on the air, off the air, he said Coco to win? I gave it out. Did he 7-1, to one, I to believe? Win. Yep, he gave out yep. Coco on air. There's also this news uh, moments ago. Green Bay... They decided, you know what, Joe Barry's not our guy. He will not return as the Packers' defensive coordinator. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. He could not bring that guy back. I don't care how well they played in a playoff game against uh, the Cowboys or the 49ers. So that'll be, uh, not depends on, they got to make the right move and find out who's going to be able to actually make improvements on the defense. But Alexander said goodbyes on social media too. So it look like, looks like he's gone as well. Mm. I mean, we'll see uh, if we should have more movement here in the next week as well. He seems like he's a lot to deal with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alexander. Right. The Ravens up to four-point favorites. Agree uh-huh. with that? Yeah, I changed my mind on this game. I do agree with it. Now, Sal shortchanged them an hour ago. They have nine wins. 
by 14 plus against teams with a winning record. It's the resume does not lie. It's ridiculous. It's ultra impressive, man. Pounded Houston twice, pounded the Bengals, pounded Cleveland. The one game they lost, they were up 14 in the fourth quarter, destroyed Detroit, buried Seattle, buried Jacksonville, buried the 49ers, 56-19 against Miami, 230 rushing yards against Houston. I know you're saying it's Mahomes and he's a dog and how can... Okay, they won. They were great, but we're giving them too much credit for beating a depleted Buffalo team that can't find ways to win Mm -hmm. and and beating Miami, who had no one on defense and two on outside in the elements. Yeah. So I just I think we're we're missing one here. I think Baltimore is going to win the game. And why not? Why not be impressive? They've done it the entire year, especially at home. I think that might be the key to the entire game. We're getting fast. It's Mahomes, right? So I get it. Mm -hmm. And Mahomes is a dog. Does not you know, he does not lose in this situation. However, Dolphins were just completely decimated on defense. Yep. And last week... Kills had no linebackers. No, they were down to three healthy no. linebackers on the entire roster at one point in that game. Diggs is wide open, drops the bomb. And there's a, yeah, there's a reason why, they, as Michael Lombardi pointed out right away with us on Monday, there's a reason why the Chiefs only faced five third downs in that game. They were getting whatever they wanted. Now you're going to go from those right. two defenses. And by the way, they, is- when they look at against the Bengals... In the, in the latter part of the regular season, now they're going to go take on the Ravens defense in Baltimore. It's a whole different animal. I, 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 it so is. It's a nasty defense. But Sal Pal's point about Spagnola, he is, he's phenomenal. So maybe he'll come up with something here that will really neutralize Lamar like D'Amico Rines did in the first half last week. I was surprised Ben always given Detroit 10 or 14 points. I know. That's it. Little NBA coming up next. Brian Geltziler is going to join the show, host on Series XM NBA Radio. Doc Rivers, really? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Props already up at DraftKings for Championship Sunday. Official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. New customers can bet $5 on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app now. Use code VEASAN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code VEASAN. The crown is yours. Our next guest has covered the NBA for a long time. He does a bang-up job at it as well. His name is Brian Geltseiler, host, Series XM NBA Radio, also on NBA TV. Brian, thanks for the time today. How are you? Good, guys. How we doing? Doing really Good, well. Um, okay, take us through your thoughts overall on what happened yesterday in Milwaukee. Firing head coach Adrian Griffin, despite having a 30-13 and 13 record in year one. And then I, I still don't know if it's confirmed or not. I was watching like a lot of people were last night to the TNT broadcast. They said, according to CNN Sports, Doc Rivers is going to be the head coach. Uh, overall, firing him. And then if, you know, if the move, in fact, is going to be to Doc Rivers to take over. Well, the move is to Doc Rivers take over. They just got to figure the money out. Because keep this in mind, guys. Now they're going to be paying three head coaches once they start paying Doc. Right. Um, they're still paying Mike Budenholzer. They're going to pay Adrian Griffin. And now they got to pay Doc. So Doc is used to a certain price tag. And there's a new owner in there. And Jimmy Haslam, you know, it, it's Mark Lasry's out. It's Haslam and Eden. Eden's now. Does Haslam is the guy that gave Deshaun Watson all that guaranteed money. So maybe he's got no problem with it. But I do think they got to work out money. Listen, Doc's got him over a barrel a little bit. They brought Doc in hmm. to consult. Um, I think Doc's been talking to them for a while. It's very interesting. Doc kind of kissed his hand a little bit with the Bucks on two weeks ago on an appearance on Bill Simmons' podcast. Because any objective observer around the NBA that's watched Milwaukee understands how bad their defense is, how they don't have a lot of good defensive personnel, and how it's really difficult to fix. Then you combine the fact that there was really zero buy-in and Adrian Griffin was coaching defense by the seat of his pants, you put all those things together and it's just not a great situation defensively. Doc turned around and said, oh, I think the defense could be pretty good. And you're just kind of scratching your head because everything else Doc says is really insightful and really intelligent. And that one was just kind of off the reservation a little bit. So listen, Doc's been talking to them for a while. Um, it's, it's been a tough situation for Griffin. You, as a, as a coach in the NBA, your players have to believe that you're adding value. And I don't know that his players believe that. And Giannis wanted him at first. Giannis turned on him first. Listen, this thing with Terry Stotts, yeah. the looms large right now yes. because you'd have a guy that could step in and take care of this. And for whatever went on between Damian Lillard and Terry Stotts in Portland, they still have a close relationship. So Stotts getting humiliated to a point where he says, you know what, I'm out. 
is not really a good thing uh, and didn't bode well for Griffin for the beginning of the season for the rest of this team. Bobby Portis is a teller like it is guy. He ripped into him pretty good after the in-season tournament semifinal loss to Indiana. Like, it, it, this has been a gathering storm for Adrian Griffin. And I know people like to say, hey, 30 and 13. 30 and 13 doesn't tell the whole story. There's a lot of pressure on this organization right now to win championships because I will tell you this about the Giannis extension. First of all, Giannis is different than he's ever been. He's edgier. He's angrier. He wants to win in the worst way. But the Giannis extension is fine. Guys are asking out with extensions all the time in the NBA. Kevin Durant has four years left until Brooklyn to trade him. I mean, so just because he's got an extension sign doesn't mean he doesn't force their hand. There's plenty of pressure there in Milwaukee. And Doc walks into that. Listen, Doc can coach. Doc knows how to coach talent. And and I think Doc's got a vision for what he wants this team to be. And I think he'll be, he'll do something differently than Adrian Griffin, obviously. And I think he'll, he'll come in there and do a decent job, but let's not underestimate how difficult it is to come into a team halfway through the season and try to change a bunch of things on the fly. Yeah. And will he be able to do that? That's an excellent point. Is there enough time to do that and get this, get this team right there as uh, with the team to be with Boston? Well, it, it depends. Like, so it, Doc's a smart guy, right? And Doc's also one of these coaches that understands NBA basketball with the point that, you know, unless you got something unbelievably innovative, don't reinvent the wheel. So I know a lot of people say, I don't let Doc Rivers coach. And he didn't think he deserved to be fired in Philly. And by the way, I don't blame him. He got fired because James Harden didn't want him there anymore. And then James Harden asked out right after. Uh-huh. And the reality was is that things were going real well until James Harden didn't make the all-star team and decided to kind of go rogue offensively, which limited what Doc could do there. But Doc's problems won't be on offense here. The offense is pretty simple with this team. And it's something Griffin wasn't doing enough, which is just put Lillard and Giannis in the same actions, pick and roll, and, and everything will run off that. Like it doesn't, it's not rocket science what you do with Milwaukee offensively. Defensively, I think he's going to go back to Budenholzer principles. There was an interesting comment from Giannis, uh, I think it was last week, where he talked about we don't have an identity defensively. Who are we? What do we do? Do we play drop? Are we aggressive? We're all over the place. And he's right. And I think the point that you're going to look at here and what you'll see is that in the last year, Brooke Lopez was the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year. And that is that we haven't heard any talk about Brooke Lopez's great defense this year. He is the best drop coverage big in the league. They'll go back to playing drop coverage. Now, again, it was all much easier when you had a guy like Drew Holiday on the perimeter who was able to smother guys. They don't have that guy. Giannis is the closest thing they have to that guy. And that's a tough use of Giannis and really grinds him down having to use him on the perimeter in that way. But I do think Doc will not reinvent the wheel, go to some drop coverage, and see if that can improve. With that said, do they have the the requisite amount of good individual defenders to be able to beat the teams that they're going to have to beat in the Eastern Conference to get to the finals? I don't think that they do. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Brian Geltziler, our guest, Sirius XM NBA host. Follow him on X at Geltz uh, NBA. Uh, so we've had a great run here in the last couple of weeks. Big trades, Griffin out, deadline a couple of weeks away. What do you think the next big trade and who that player is going to be that could happen? Well, we saw, Toronto's pieced it apart, right? Ananobi's gone. Siakam's gone. You'll probably see something happen with them regarding Bruce Brown, who's a guy that's well in demand for a lot of teams. But Chicago hasn't done anything yet. And I think something has got to get done in Chicago. There's literally no market for Zach Levine. No, mm-hmm. With all these second apron issues. And, and what's interesting, guys, and it's very important to point out, the first big shoe with the second apron to drop just is coming here with this Terry Rozier trade. Because I, I know Charlotte says we're not buying Kyle Lowry out and we want to move him. They're going to have a hard time moving him because teams are going to wait for him to be bought out. They're going to have no choice but to buy him out. But if they go buy him out, anybody that's into even the luxury tax, the first apron, $172 million, is ineligible to bid on him because he makes more than the full mid-level exception of $12.5 million. That's a new rule in the new CBA. So that's, that shoe's going to drop right here. And that knocks out teams like Boston, teams like Denver who could use them. They have a problem and can't bring them in. Philly is right on the cusp of there. We have to see what else they do for them to be able to have the ability to bring them in. And, and Phoenix is another one. They can't bring them in. So it leaves teams like 
Dallas and New York and Minnesota who needs him in the worst way because they need somebody else besides Mike Conley to back up at point guard because they really don't have one. And Conley's crucial to what they do that. Charlotte lost the other day. No, Mike Conley. Like they need Mike Conley in the worst way. And Lowry is a good substitute for the times that Conley has to sit. My point being is that that's going to be very interesting to watch what happens buyout wise because none of those teams can add a buyout guy. That I, that I listed before. Um, so you want to watch there. And listen, Chicago, I would be crazy not to trade DeMar DeRozan. It would be silly if they did not do that. And I do think that's the next big shoe to drop as we push into the deadline. And then we always get a surprise or two, which I think will be interesting. Watch Portland here, because I do think Portland with Brogdon and Jeremy Grant could mm-hmm. spin one of those guys somewhere where they could make a major impact. You know, the Knicks are all still an interesting team to watch. Still have all the first-round picks. Still have the Fournier expiring contract. If that's going to have any value. They got to do something with it here right at the deadline. I also think staying in the New York area, Brooklyn is going to do some things to try to upgrade that roster. They got to make a decision what they're going to pay Nick Claxton. I hear that they're going sour on Dinwiddie there. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me to see him moved. So I, I think that the two New York teams are going to be active. Watch for Chicago. And of course, we have the Lakers. And listen, I think Atlanta's got to piece this thing apart too. I, I don't think you're, you're staying with Young and Murray there. And I do think they'd love to be able to move Clint Capella and let a Congo play center full time. I think that's something that they'd like to do. And, and they're kind of crowded in Atlanta. They got a lot of talent. It's not working. But I think DeJounte Murray's a, in a, you know, going to be a guy that gets moved. The thing is with DeJounte Murray, he looks great when you're looking at box scores. When you watch him play and he's on your team, you don't feel the same way. Very, very ball dominant, not all that efficient, and not the defensive player he used to be. Yeah, Brian, we have like uh, 45 seconds here then. Where do you think, if you had a bet on it, where does Murray end up and how many picks would it take to get Trey Young? Um, it's going to take, listen, it's going to take three picks, two swaps, and at least one good young player to get Trey Young. It's going to take more than Siakam, that what went for Siakam to get Trey Young. So I don't see Trey Young being moved. I think for Murray, listen, if they can get two first somewhere for Murray, I think he goes, I I think Brooklyn's a very, very interesting place for DeJounte Murray. I think it's a guy that they could use there. They have the picks to put in, and I think they kind of believe in the group that they have and think that they're the right kind of point guard away. Now, is Murray the right kind of point guard? I'm not really sure, but I know the Lakers want Murray badly. I just don't know that they have enough. I would watch the Lakers and DeRozan. I think that's an interesting oh, okay. match there. And, and I, and I think that you could probably get DeRozan for one pick. The Lakers are making a mistake here in the fact that they don't want to move Austin Reeves. I think that they could really do something major to move Austin Reeves. And the time is now when you have LeBron James at 39 years old on your team. Awesome yes. spot as always. We love talking to you. Follow him on X at B Geltz NBA. You can listen to him on Sirius XM NBA radio. Thanks so much for the uh, time today brian we appreciate that always my pleasure guys you take care yeah too great job in pocket place up next and i promise we're going to tell you how number one seeds have done in this round going back the last 10 years next year on vsin Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. All right. Will there be a two-point attempt in the AFC title game? Yes, plus 135. And will each team have a touchdown and a field goal in both games? AFC, yes, minus 195. NFC title game, yes, minus 185. More props coming. I think the number's telling you something tonight. If not now, when? The Pistons have one win this month. They're at home against uh, Charlotte, minus 140 on the money line. They also have Washington at home, who they just, their last win. If they can't get any of these games coming up, find me, how'd they get into 10 wins? And then they would set the record for futility. Pistons at home. Come on. We got Michigan football. We got the Lions. Let's get the Pistons pick up on this and get a win against Charlotte. Money line minus 140. I like the Pistons tonight. I think they get it done. All right, the action I had last night, uh, Clippers-Knicks money line parlay at minus 109. That was a winner. That was not easy with the Knicks. Yeah, they messed around for much of the game. They trailed yeah. for most of it. There's, I'll point this out tomorrow on the show. Maybe there's an angle here to bet every single one of these games with the Nets. The Nets have been good first quarter, first half. They have been fading big time late in games. Horrendous. Uh, the fourth quarter specifically. Yeah. So that was the winner last night. The Kentucky, sorry about this one, South Carolina game over 154 and a half. That was a loser. The worst game uh, Kentucky has played this year, by far and away their uh, worst shooting night as well. The plus three I mentioned was available for the first half in this segment yesterday. So if you bet that South Carolina, that was a winner. But moving on to uh, today's action. Look, I've been saying on the air that I'm betting a lot more top 20s this year than outrights on the PGA Tour. And here's who I'm going to war with this weekend. Indy Jeff, you can't ignore this now. He, he put us on Seb Straka going back a long time ago. I have to keep riding this with Straka, top 20, at plus 215. Indy Jeff is like the president of his fan club. I also, huge into Thigala. I like this guy. I bet him a couple of weeks ago. He did not finish top 20, but he did finish second overall at the century. He grew up within two hours of Torrey Pines. He finished fourth here last year. Thigala, top 20. At two to one, I'm on Harris English, top 20 at plus 220. So on the Hawaii swing, he finished 10th, uh, 10th and 14th earlier this month. The tournament history here, he lost a playoff to Scott Stallings in 2015, came back with a 14th place finish in 2017, eighth overall in 2018, and at the uh, 2021 U.S. Open, he finished third. He was 80 to 1. Good write ups. Every single event by Wes Reynolds at vsin.com. And I was already on Bo Hostler as well at plus 240 to finish top 20. And uh, actually, Wes is on him to win it outright. So he finished last year, 2023, best golf of his career. Nine top 30 finishes, last 10 uh, starts overall. So his best finish here was ninth overall at 2020. I bet him at plus 240 earlier this week at top 20 finish for Bo Hustler. All right. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN daily newsletter. Bill Lady writes about Baltimore's four now in the AFC title game. Expert analysis, latest odds straight to your inbox, absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Brian was excellent. Uh, certainly questions with the Bucks, But I will just say this. We do this every year. And they have a lot of talent, and their starting five's great. Let's relax with the Boston Celtics. They have one title since 1987. They embarrassed themselves last year against Miami. They were lucky they beat Philly in the second round. They were the better team against Golden State. They blew it in the finals. 
I still have my concerns about Tatum in a big game, and we know Brown has all his issues, and the contract's horrendous. They have a key injury. I think this thing's wide open as well. Uh, I think the, the team I'm most intrigued in, based on my bets that I have, and also I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do, I have uh, the Sixers from much earlier in the season to win the East and to win the title at 27-1 to the way the NBA's yep. playing. I want to know the player that they're going to get. They yep. have to add somebody. They will. And in the West, you the big tickets out there as well. And do they get the one or the two seed? Or even maybe not even the one or the two seed. But your concerns about Minnesota and OKC at those big prices. Yep. But with the young team and inexperience, if they can get it done playoff time. We missed one last night in college basketball. UNLV was a 10.5-point favorite at home to Air Force. They lost by 32. What? Yeah. No way. UNLV just beat pounded Creighton at, out here earlier this year. Beat Creighton by 15. How does they, Air Force beat anybody by that margin? How they, that what? how they scored 90 on UNLV. Oh, wow. And as a 10.5-point dog, they won by 32. Anyway, huh. here, here is how number one seeds have done on Championship Sunday going back the last 10 years. Favorites are 11-9. and nine. Well... Um, we'll get to that one coming up in a second. They are 13 and three straight up the last 10 seasons. That tells you that four number one seeds never made it to this round. They lost in their first playoff game. 11 and five ATS last 10 years overall. Favorites of at least seven points, two and two ATS. That's what uh, the Niners are looking at this week. Overs, you're not making money betting either way here with over-unders, but overs are eight, seven, and one. 13 and three straight up the last 10 years for one seeds. Favorites are 11 and nine. Favorites of three or more, three and a half or more are seven and four ATS. Favorites in that three and a half to six and a half range are three and one ATS, overs 10, nine and one overall. Last 10 conference championship games. Forget about the one seeds there. So 13 and three straight up. Sal Pal came on earlier today. I thought he was making the case live on the air to actually say KC and the Lions were going to win outright. Yeah. But then he said he's going to go chalky and go Ravens. But he said, be cautious with Baltimore. And that number's up to four now. I had a lot of spots. And he was making a really good case for Detroit. But then he said San Francisco's going to win the game outright. I think we get the one seeds. And I think we get the, the two heavyweights that dominated the regular season for much of the year. And we get that rematch of the Monday Night Massacre. I think it's going to happen. You know, and being from Minnesota, the one thing that concerns me after all those years watching the Vikings, I'm very concerned about a dome team going outside. And not like it's going to be cold or anything, but it's just a whole different ballgame. And one game outside in the last three months for Detroit, they've lost 11 straight road playoff games, longest in NFL history. They haven't won a road playoff game. And they haven't won a game in San Francisco since the mid-70s. And I believe they haven't won a road playoff game since the 50s. So I just think that it's set up beautifully for Purdy to have a big game, torch this defense, and get right, which is what you want. Then what you said earlier this week, and then play against them in the Super Bowl. Well, they Especially are, if Baltimore uh, wins, but it's a, you know, like a three-point win against Kansas City. I mean, I think the Lions are certainly a top five most uh, tortured fan base. Yeah. All those years, and I grew up, I mean, I was the biggest Barry Sanders fan in the world. Um, love that dude. Every single year was so frustrating because they would go from like 11 and five and then have expectations. And the next year it felt like they were going to be six and 10 and they missed the playoffs and they just screwed up. And then next year, nine and seven, make the playoffs. And then they eventually beat Dallas big time in that playoff game. Mm -hmm. And they went to Washington 41, 10 and the Redskins yep. back then. Just, out. It was, it, the game was over with at halftime. Barry and company never had a shot. They lost could never, in Tampa, lost in Lambeau a couple times, could, could never get Barry going. Yeah. That one, I was that a regular season or a playoff game outside at Lambeau where Barry had like minus one yards rushing? Mm -hmm. Couldn't get it going on the uh, the, the, the frozen tundra there. Um, the, the coaching, Bobby Ross was a head coach. Oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Wayne Fonts was a joke. I won coach of the year. I don't care. Rasputin, Wayne Fonts. I don't care. I mean, yeah. and then, did you bring this? Well, Matt Millen? The Matt Millen years, I forgot all back about to it. Back-to-back-to-back to back wide receivers right away in the yeah, draft? I forgot about that. Imagine that is, how that would go over today. It did not go chance. well then. I know. You never had a chance. They never had a chance with that guy. The 0-16 season? Yep. Do you, do you realize if they win this game, like the statues and how big of a hero, forget about the players Dan Campbell is? He's the perfect guy for that city. Yep. And he went on, I know he was talking to the press conference well, hopefully we can maybe grab that for you tomorrow. 
um, he's just talking about how, look, it, we're not LA. You know, um, this is a blue collar city and people for generations, they, they work at the car dealerships and they put their time in and they're hardworking folks and they are just so appreciative of a winning, you know, the opportunity to have a winner once like this. And we had a guest on earlier this hour. We're like the success of other, the, the Red Wings were a juggernaut for a long time. The Pistons have a title. Go back 15, 20, they have a title. The Tigers won the American League. Nothing. Michigan just won the title. It won't even, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the lines if they could win this game and get to the Super Bowl. Yep. To finally get there. The f- just to this, get yes, there. Right. I mean, they finally, you don't want a playoff game. The one playoff win since Bobby Lane, and, and he's won two. He's done an excellent job. Yeah. I laughed at the hire in the press conference three years ago. What a job. Well, and he I, did a great job last year. They should have made the playoffs last year. But this is his type of game, though. The underdog role, he can be so damn oh. aggressive and, and trick plays and all this. Stuff. He's going to empty the bag Sunday. What, what I assure is, you of that. What does his pregame speech sound like? Yeah. You miss any of the show, you can search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Find it there. Good luck tonight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.